bountiful, compassionate God, you place in the hands of your disciples the food of life. Nourish us at your holy table that we may bear Christ to others and share with them the gifts we have so richly received. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In today's first reading, Isaiah assures us that sharing in the happiness of God's kingdom is God's free gift to all who thirst for God. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear, and come to me. Listen, so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In today's second reading, we have firm hope of the sharing in the messianic banquet, because nothing can separate us from the love of God that comes to us in Jesus. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors, through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus heard that Herod had beheaded John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, Jesus saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, 
the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that we may go into the village and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then Jesus ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowd. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over from the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The story of the uh, feeding of the 5,000, it occurs in Matthew's gospel, as we heard, right after Jesus finds out about the death of John the Baptist. Matthew tells us that Jesus had to get away. He needed to get away to where it was quiet. He needed to get away so he could process this death, his grief over the death of John. But some speculate also, Jesus recognized that if that's what they did to John, what can he expect as the one John proclaimed? He needed time to process his grief. And yet Jesus gets up from that prayer. He doesn't stay by himself. In fact, he goes out to those who are hungry to hear his word, who are hungry to hear his message of the kingdom of God. He goes because he knows people. People are hungry. People need healing. People need to hear of God's love, a love that strengthens us and heals us and feeds us. I believe that the story of the feeding of the 5,000 is really the story of compassion. To have compassion is to feel the needs of others. To have compassion, to feel with, is to recognize the needs of others and to be moved to do something about them. We think about the compassion that has been shown to us through our lives. We think about the compassion we have been called to show to others, meeting their needs. We think about the challenge of compassion. His compassion was rooted in the prayers of Yeshua, 
Jesus. His compassion grew from his prayer into concern and action for the needs of others. For some reason, as I read through the scriptures, do you remember the Bob Dylan song, You Gotta Serve Somebody? Do you remember it? Wasn't one of his most popular songs, but you've gotta serve somebody. I have two stories of compassion to share with you today. The first story is the story about a very successful businessman. He was getting older and he didn't have any children of his own, but he did have three nephews. He decided that the solution to what's going to happen next or who's gonna get this business is gonna be up to them. They would come up with a noble solution He called the three nephews in. He gave each of them the same amount of money. And he said to them, I want you to figure out the best solution to my problem. The best solution to what to do with my business. The three nephews took the money from their uncle and they left. He said that they had to be back by sunset. They went out. When they came back at sunset, the first nephew brought with him a bag of those styrofoam peanuts, bags and actually bags and bags of them. And he opened up these bags of styrofoam peanuts and that filled his uncle's office. That was the goal, fill the uncle's office. Okay, you can imagine bags and bags of styrofoam peanuts could fill up an office. Well, they got that cleared up. And the second nephew came in and he brought in with him bags of helium filled balloons. He bought these balloons and these balloons, they filled the office. From floor to ceiling, they filled the office. Okay, that was a pretty good solution. The third nephew came in. He was kind of disappointed looking. He said to his uncle, I took the money you gave me And I used it to help a family whose house had burnt down. I gave them over half the money. And when I left that family, I ran into some kids who were getting in trouble. And I gave the other half of the money to a ministry for troubled youth. All I had left after helping the family whose house burned down and kids that were in trouble, I had just enough money 
to buy this candle and these matches. And he lit the candle. The light filled the room. The noblest solution to the man's problem, the noblest solution was to show compassion to other people. You know, as I was working through this homily and, and that story and the commercial, what's the name of the little exercise thing that you sit on a chair and you like pedal? Rovi? Covey. CV. CV. The lady in, in the eggplant colored outfit that says, it's the solution to all your problems. Oh, honey, that bicycle ain't going to solve all my problems. <laughs> Compassion, the noblest solution. I have another compassion story, a real life story. For the past couple of weeks, I have noticed that walking in our property, in our parking lot and by the retention pond, there was an elderly gentleman and he's walking with an elderly woman and he's helping her along. And I didn't know who they were. I couldn't tell if they were husband and wife. I couldn't tell if they were mother and son. But yesterday on my way back to the rectory, there they were. And I walked up to them and I introduced myself as Father Charlie. I introduced myself to the man and he told me his name was Avery, I think, and that he was from on Long Island. I love people from Long Island. So of course I had to ask him, uh, what's the name of that beverage you drink in the morning? You, you put milk or sugar in it and it, he said, coffee. I love when people from Long Island say coffee. Then he introduced me to the woman who now was sitting in the car. It was his mom, Anne, 94 years old, a retired school teacher. Anne is going through her second battle with lung cancer. And they're going to New York tomorrow for radiation treatment for Anne. What a spry, lovely woman. She was Italian by nationality and she loved to cook. I told Anne that they were welcome here and that was my point. I wanted to welcome them on behalf of the whole parish. But I did tell her, honey, if you decide to go skateboarding in our property, you have to wear a helmet. That's when she promised to make me some spaghetti and meatballs. I thought that was pretty good. Where's compassion in that story? I see compassion in the love that son shows for his mother, his concern in bringing her here his concern in getting her out just to enjoy the fresh air and the beauty of the surroundings. The compassionate story, a story of recognizing the needs of others and being willing to do what we can to meet those needs.
You know, the story of the feeding of 5,000 people. Were they wearing masks, do you think? Or did they sit safe distance? Well, anyway, that story goes on. Every time we share the Eucharist at the Lord's table, that story goes on. Every time you and I show compassion to someone in need. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.